I'm Paul Levinson, and welcome to Light On, Light Through, episode 108, in which I'm going to read for you an excerpt from my new novelette, Robinson Calculator. And in fact, this comes from a reading that I did of Robinson Calculator on Jim Freund's radio show on WBAI-FM, Hour of the Wolf, on November 16th, 2017, at 2 o'clock in the morning, if you can believe it. So here's the reading. Enjoy. The Light on Light Through podcast. I first noticed the name on a headstone in the Woodlawn Cemetery in the Bronx, Robinson Calculator. I mean, would they be so blatant to name themselves by that name and bury one of themselves under a tombstone which plainly identified the deceased as Calculator? That would bring hiding in plain sight to a whole new level. I'm not making this up. You'd see this with your own eyes if you were in the right spot in the cemetery. I'd understand if you didn't. Most people are only visiting the cemetery because they're grieving for a loved one. But sometimes there's less grief than others. You know, uh, for family, uh, for a member of the family by marriage, you didn't really know the old guy all that well. And if there were no tears in your eyes and you looked in the right place, trust me, you'd see that name incised in stone, too. Robinson Calculator. I've been tracking those people for years, though obviously they're not really people. And the sight of that name on the headstone was a shard of worrisome ice in my heart because it meant they didn't care anymore, didn't worry about who saw them or who knew about them. Now, I have nothing against them. In fact, I like them. They have spunk and style. My friend, a college buddy, had even been married to one, though she didn't use her maiden name. I chuckled to myself. Maiden doesn't seem quite right for a calculator, does it? Doesn't seem quite right for anyone anymore. But you know, I I like this calculator that my buddy had been married to. Hell, more than that, I'd wanted her. I had mixed feelings when they broke up. Dave and Laura had planned on adopting, but he had become increasingly obsessed with seeing his DNA come to life in a new being. And of course, there was no way that could happen with Laura. I'd been on the verge of contacting her a bunch of times in the few years since they'd split, but seeing that name on the headstone provided new impetus. Now, just to be clear, I know that people have all kinds of last names derived from real objects, and I don't think for a minute that the holders of names derived from objects are endowed with the physical properties of their names. I mean, no one looked for gold or water when they saw Barry Goldwater, though for all I knew he sported a gold ring or watch, and his body was certainly whatever percent water like all human beings. Hey, there was a girl by the name of Samantha Sugar in my high school bio class, and I didn't think she was literally sweet, though she did have a sweet smile when she wanted to show it. 
and a sweet ass too in those cotton jeans. But the calculators, they were something else. The name apparently originated in Europe as far back as the golem and the real automata that preceded the mythical golem by centuries. Heron of ancient Alexandria constructed automata far earlier, though there is no surviving evidence that he called them calculator as a last name or called them anything at all. And anyway, they mostly had only one name back then, right? But the calculators, they were different. Whenever they originated, they started life as a family, a big family with aunts and uncles as well as parents and children, and the family grew. I texted Laura Calculator. How are you doing? Watching Battlestar Galactica, she replied. Never gets old. Figured. How about lunch in the next few days? Blue Ribbon Sushi on Sullivan Street? I knew she lived in the village and worked at home. I also knew Dave, her former husband, hated sushi, and she loved it. Sure, she replied. How does Thursday work for you? I ordered the big orange clam, and she ordered the sweet Eby. We talked for a few minutes about inconsequential things. Then she took my hand. I'm not yet ready for anything more than friendship, she said. Okay, I said. I know you're the kind of guy who thinks if she doesn't want my dick, she doesn't want my soul, but... My mouth hung open. I filled it with a piece of clam. I guess that's what they mean by spunk. Do you think I have a soul? She shifted focus. I mean, seriously. What, in a religious sense? I sipped some sensitivity, grateful for the change of topic. I'm not sure I know what that means. If it's something that God breathed into us, well, I guess I'm, not, I'm agnostic. If it's just the word for what my brain contains, then sure, I think you're my mental equal. I wouldn't think you were any different from me at all. In fact, if your name were not Calculator, she said. Yeah, I said. Why do you use it? It's the law, Laura replied. I laughed. What law would that be? Most people don't even know you exist. Common law, Laura said. It goes back centuries. Ah, okay, I said. It's some kind of profound, deeply embedded custom. She gave me a look. I don't know if I'd call it profound. She bit into one of the crunchy fried shells of her shrimp, which had been served to her so quickly that its appearance on our table almost seemed surreptitious. But it's an important custom, I said. She nodded and crunched away. Who came up with it? Was it imposed on you, I asked her. She cleared her palate and throat with tea. We did. Why are you suddenly so interested? I told her about the Robinson calculator in the cemetery. Never heard of him, she said, and summoned the waiter. I'll have another E.B. I'm fine, I said to the waiter. And to Laura, do you know all the calculators? Now she laughs. Of course not. Do you know all the human beings? Her laughter sounded like rain. I like rain. The Beatles song, that Beatles song with John Lennon singing lead, has always been one of my favorites. I assume there aren't as many calculators... 
I assume there aren't as many humans as calculators, right? I said, and summoned another waiter. More tea, please. I looked at Laura, who nodded for both of us. The waiter bowed quickly and left. No, Laura said, we aren't as numerous as humans. She said this in slow, mocking, exaggerated terms. But I doubt you know anything close to the names of every human, even in your neighborhood or your block. I nodded. And the only reason you know about me and my kind is I was married to your friend Dave, Laura added. The original waiter returned with Laura's EB and a pot of tea. He refilled our cups. Anything more? He asked politely. I shook my head no. When do you think your people made a decision to put one of their names on such a publicly viewable tombstone? I asked Laura. She considered for a moment. I don't know that they did. I mean, I believe you about what you saw on that tombstone, but I don't know if that was the result of a decision by the calculators. I looked down for a moment at my tea. The pale green liquid seemed to shimmer in my cup as if, I don't know, in response to some soft sound wave. Then I realized there was sound in the room, or at least at our table. Laura was singing, and somehow she was singing all the parts to the song, all the harmony, so softly that only I could hear. I looked around at the people at the other tables. They couldn't hear her. It was like I was wearing earbuds and Laura was the phone. It was beautiful. B.J. Thomas's rock and roll lullaby. And Laura was singing it just for me. My father had loved that song, especially those Blossom and Beach Boy harmonies. He'd sung more than half of those harmonies as we walked the beach on the bay side of Cape Cod. I know I never told Laura about that. I doubt I even told Dave. Laura smiled at me and stopped singing. I researched you, she said. After I texted you about lunch... No, after the first time I met you when I was still with Dave, she replied. Now I smiled. She was very distracting. You think we human beings put the name calculator on that headstone, I asked her. I wanted to stay focused. Laura sucked on her E.B. sushi, her eyes closed in appreciation. sha na 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 it'll be alright. She obviously didn't want to discuss this. I sipped my tea. She sang a little more. Then she suddenly said, it all became public in the 1920s. It all began to change with R.U.R. Carol Capek's play, Rossum's Universal Robots? Yeah, Laura said. That's when robots first entered our popular culture in a big way. It got Asimov going, it got Data going, it got humans, it got Westworld, everything else follows from KPEC. Did KPEC know about you? I asked Laura. About the calculators? I don't know. I wasn't alive back then. It occurred to me that I did not know anything about calculator lifespans. How exactly old are you, I mean? She squeezed my hand. I had touched her hand before and knew it was warm, but for some reason I was a little surprised by its warmth anyway. I enjoyed this, she said, and suddenly stood. How much do I owe you? She fished for her credit card. The waiter had yet to bring the bill. On me, I said, but 
I hope I didn't offend you with anything I said. You didn't, she said, and kissed me on the lips to prove it. I believed her and thought, well, Dave was even more of a fool than I thought he'd been to leave her. I watched her walk to the front of the restaurant. If it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, well, she sure walked like a woman. The Light on Light Through podcast. Well, I hope you enjoyed that reading of Robinson Calculator. You can find out more about Robinson Calculator, including where to read more of it and buy it if you're interested, at the Light on Light Through webpage for this episode. You'll find that in the show notes. And I'll be back here soon with another episode of Light on Light Through. In the meantime, enjoy. Athens, 2042 AD. She ripped the paper in half, then ripped the halves, then ripped what was left again into bits and pieces of history that could have been. Sierra Waters had read once that, years ago, it was thought that men made love for the thrill, while women made love for the sense of connection it gave them. Curled up with a good book says, Sierra Waters is sexy as hell. You can find out more about The Plot to Save Socrates by Paul Levinson at theplottosavesocrates.com.